It was totally Rick's fault. Hey, this is Lacrosse Talk PM. News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM, online at com, And, very shortly, on Facebook Live. I'm Mike Hayes, he's Rick Solo. Oh, we are, we are, we're on? Okay, so no, uh, can't be doing that other stuff that I was doing before. Because we're live, live oh, for a one hour, one hour only. A special hour today, I might uh, also add, because our very own uh, Rick Sola tracked down the very difficult to get a hold of and even more difficult to get to uh, be uh, able to speak on the record on uh, what he does for a living, practically. Yes, uh, Jim Flotmeyer, the parking star, as we like to call him. I don't know if he likes it. I didn't ask. That's the one question I didn't ask him if he... Uh, well, if he doesn't like it, I would never call him that, but I certainly uh, uh, agreed with it at the beginning because he was uh, BMOC. We had questions, he had the answers, and as uh, any anybody in uh, the news business, talk radio business will tell you, if you call someone and say, hey, could you be on my radio program? and they answer, yes, I'd love to, all the time, then that's awesome. Yeah. Flotmeyer was always willing to uh, offer whatever information he had and also completely comfortable saying, I have no idea what the answer to that question is. Mike, what else you got? Got another question for me? Ask me that one because I don't know. And uh, since the police department took over uh, responsibility of the parking uh, rules and regs, uh, Mr. Flotmeyer has been reined in considerably. Yeah, we just we have to go through the police department now to get a hold of Flotmeyer, and it was funny because I have all these questions. We and me and you talk about these questions. Absolutely, three, I still I have a copy on my desk. Yeah, probably three weeks ago we you know we had all these questions. I'm like you know what like and this is how long it's taken me and, and not that I was diligent every day trying to get Flotmeyer every couple of days to be yeah. like hey well, but at first Melby at the the Captain Melby at the police department was like well what are the questions and I'm like. I start reeling them off, and I'm like, see, these are – I don't want to waste police officers' times with the, these questions because we have this parking guy who's the expert in the parking stuff. So Yeah. If you just give him permission to talk, he could give us the answers, and that would be awesome. So you got a whole bunch of – did you get them all, all the answers? I, I think I got the whole, most the of the page? answers, and That's then awesome. at the end I come back with, like – Wait a minute. I have one, like, we'll listen to it, and we can discuss it in the next half hour. But All right, super. So uh, is that it right there? There we go. Yeah, All right, should so just be able to hit play. Rick Solom uh, sat down with uh, Jim Flotmeyer from the city, and the conversation uh, on parking went just like this. All right, we're talking to Jim Flotmeyer, the lacrosse parking utility coordinator. Is that right, Jim? Is that how we're saying that? Yes, it is. All right. Uh, here on Wisdom, um, Jim, and I have a whole list of questions. I kind of warned you going in. I have a whole list of questions here about the, I guess you, you we call it, well, we're calling it the pilot program. Is that yeah. is, uh, and then, So from what I understand around UW-Lacrosse and, not Viterbo, UW-Lacrosse and Western Technical College, we're going to start at some point in time of charging a dollar an hour up to four hours to park in those areas for people that aren't residents, right? That is correct. Okay, so my first question right away is, what do residents do? If you are a property owner in that area, all you have to do is reach out to us, and 
we and fill out a residential permit application, uh, and then we will review it and get you your residential permits. Okay, and then would that be would they even need a sticker or anything, or is it just going to get like linked to their license plate? It gets linked to their license plates, but we also still use hang tags for the residential permits. Okay, so something like on the rearview mirror. Yep. Okay. Um, and what if they lose that? Big fines, get big charges for for them if they got they lose it and have to go get another one. No, because we still have their plates. Yeah. Okay. And we do we do most of it by license plates. Okay, and then I kind of anticipated that. So so here's here's what I want the the, the details in that. Okay, so I, let's say I live on one city block. Mm-hmm. And UWL students or whatever, you know, people have parked the whole block in. Everyone's and they're being charged right there. But my block is full. Now I have a I have that hanging thing, and I my license plate is locked in as a resident. Can I go anywhere within the, you know, let's if I'm in the UWL district, anywhere within that parking, paid parking district? Can I park anywhere there? Anywhere there with that, uh, you know, residential tag? Well, you are. Each residential tag is assigned to a, a hundred block on a street, so there's not much leeway in that. But the beauty of this pilot program is there's not a, a lot of private residential areas on those streets. Uh, most of it is multifamily and college, the university buildings. So that was. A, Part of the reason we use that as a pilot program, because it didn't interfere uh, a substantial amount with uh, residential properties. Okay. Well, isn't the dilemma, though, these people have to park blocks away from their house because students are parking in front of their house? Um, There are a few areas like that, but it tends to be more in the areas where it is student housing as opposed to just residential property owners. Okay. Do student okay if I if I live if I'm renting an apartment am I going to be exempt from this in that area because I'm a resident? Um, no, because the landlord should supply you with off-street parking, um, and it runs from eight to six during the day. So in theory, you'll have a place to park your vehicle during the day. Okay. Um, so. Uh, so if I'm a resident and my par- my block is full, I'm going to have to go to the next block and pay for parking then, if that's the case during the day. And if that happens, or if you move and you get a citation in that location and you have as a, a residential permit, um, all you have to do is appeal that citation online, and, and we'll be able to take a look at that and then um, help you through that problem. Okay. When uh, when is – I'm going to jump around now. When is the plan going to start? When is this pilot going to begin? Do we know? We have, we ordered, we have some of the signage here. We ordered the rest of the signage. Um, That's two to three weeks out. It'll depend upon if we have a bunch of snow and frost because in some of those areas we have to put um, signage. So we'll need to put posts in. So we have to call Diggers Hotline. Um, If everything works perfectly, four to five weeks. Okay. Um, perfectly. So you know how things go. They're never perfect, but that's what we're aiming yeah. for. Are there going to be, uh, do you guys foresee any tweaks? Did I just expose like something that you guys could tweak where if I'm a resident, why not just make it the entire UWL area where, where they could park? Uh, up to now, though, the people in the, those areas are all two-hour time zones now. So in those areas, uh, the homeowners have their residential permits. Um, and up to now, I have not heard any complaints that they haven't been able to find a place to park. Okay. Um, 
what is the ticket for somebody that doesn't have isn't didn't call the app so the the pilot's going on you're you're now charging for parking i get a ticket for uh i didn't i didn't use the app i just tried to get in there and get a free hour in do you know what the ticket would cost for that? The ticket would be $20. $20? Okay, is yep. it the same amount if I paid for the app? I got, uh, I, I, let's say I wanted to park two hours, I paid for two hours, I end up being there three, same same amount ticket? Yes. Okay. Um, and, and, am I correct in that it's four hours maximum? Four hours maximum, but you can move across the street and get another four hours. Okay, so literally not like the whole downtown situation where it's a block face deal. It is a black face, but uh, same as downtown where all you have to do is move across the street. Oh, okay. Or okay. around the corner. And then you can renew for another four hours. Okay. Um, is that – is there a reason why four hours? What's the reasoning there? Do you know? We – it was a number we decided because when, you know, classes can be an hour to an hour and a half, it gives them time to do a few other things. Um, so they don't have to hurry up as much as they do with the two-hour zones. Okay. We decided to make it available for a longer period of time. Okay, so there's a couple businesses in the UWL area, and I'm sure by Western Tech, too, uh, where people probably have eight-hour work shifts and maybe don't have um, parking. What's the dilemma for them now? You mentioned two-hour parking. So if I'm working at, like, the Eagle's Nest or, you know, one of those coffee shops down there, that's all two-hour parking anyway. So this might actually help them out a little bit, right? Right, and within, you know – a block of those businesses are zones that are not time zones and are zones that are two-hour parking. Okay. So they have some availability around them. Okay. Um, is the next area going to be Gunderson? Um, we've begun to look at several other areas. Um, I think our goal is to get these two up and running, uh, find the glitches that are within this system, and then move to the uh, what we feel will be the next area. Okay. Again, we're talking to to look. Yep, go ahead. No, I was going to say, we're talking to Jim Flotmeyer, the parking utility coordinator at uh, downtown <laughs> for the city of La Crosse. Um, we're talking about the pilot program. It's, we're going to begin charging a dollar an hour for up to four hours around UWL and WTC, and then pro- possibly go from there, like you said. Um, what is the reasoning for maybe going around the Gunderson area? Because I feel like that's, like I've had to go to Gunderson a couple of times. I never have a I never have a problem parking there because they have plenty of parking. So I'm never parking on the streets. And from my understanding, the UWL situation and WTC situation is students are parking in front of residential areas, preventing people that live in that area from par- parking in front of their house. So what's the deal with Gunderson? It, that tends to be the same uh, reasoning. That neighborhood association um, wants us to look at that area because they have the same um, issues, but maybe it's not the students that are filling their streets. Okay. So you think maybe, like, is it maybe hospital overflow parking? It it's, tends to be some of the hospital and clinic overflow parking. Um, you know, Viterbo is in that area. So they want us to maybe move towards looking at those that area, the Mayo area next, just to see if that if we feel that should be our next pilot program. Okay. Um, have you looked at cities similar to La Crosse and what they do? You know, Rochester, I don't know if Rochester is similar because they have a university, but it's way out of town. They have a gigantic hospital situation. So um, maybe there's similarities there, but have you looked at other cities and what they're doing? Um, Stevens Point, um, around their university, have they 
have done virtually the same thing, except they installed pay stations. Um, so they're charging for the parking around their university also. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're pleased with how it's gone. So we kind of followed some of They followed a little bit of what we did, and then we turned around and followed part of what they did. Okay, so they have pay stations similar to maybe what is in the downtown parking yeah, ramps? They're exactly the same. Okay. And why did you guys not go with pay stations? Uh, that infrastructure is expensive. Um, the pay stations are, you know, nine to $10,000 a piece. Uh, you've got to find the electric for them all. Uh, you have to find places to put them, and we thought, well, let's try. This is a way to do it without a, a great, you know, cost going in, um, and that's why the pilot program is is only, a, you know, some blocks. Um, it, it's a way to do it without putting a lot of resources behind it in a test program. Okay. Um, yeah, right. Then there you go, like a test program. Because now I'm thinking, like, well, maybe you could have did the, the whole pay stage or the whole – pilot program situation, maybe in the downtown ramps. I don't know if it would have worked like that. Um, right now they can use their, the mobile app in the downtown ramps as opposed to using the pay stations. Right. Um, is this? And I think this is maybe what everyone wants to know and, and maybe what you're like, ah, I don't know if I, 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 I don't know if I like this, but uh, is this a precursor for maybe the entire city being on street parking? I know we've had some neighborhood, uh, neighborhood associations talking about implementing their own you know, paid on-street parking plans so where they can, I guess they can collect their own revenue and and whatever they're going to do with that, I'm not really sure. But, you know, do you see this spreading? I don't see it overtaking the whole city. I do see there's areas of the city where we can use it, Um, and they're in the process of uh, talking about parking benefit districts where a percentage of the revenue generated from these um, paid on-street parking um, through a system could go back into the neighborhoods, uh, you know, via neighborhood resource officers, um, filling potholes, signage, something along those lines. So the people who have to put up with all this are the ones who maybe in the long run benefit from it. Is that what's going to happen with the UWL and WTC areas right now? Well, there's no ordinances. There's no nothing in place to do that right now. But it's beginning to make its way. I think it goes to the council next month. Okay. So at this point, like the the revenue generated from the parking pilot would go where? It goes into the parking utility. Okay. Um, And then Cabot said the the revenue would be used for other parking improvement projects. Any idea what that would – like what what would you guys use that money for? So, you know, the last year um, the parking utility – we repainted the curbs in downtown lacrosse the yellows and the blues for the handicapped that was something so some of our revenue that we generate via enforcement uh we use to paint curbs in downtown lacrosse okay so we've actually used have begun to use it for other things than just in the parking ramps so what about p paint in the downtown parking ramps we go in there again no. <laughs> Were you here when we did that whole thing? I was here right after they talked about it. Right after that. Okay. And then, yep. So so you didn't have to go through that. But, like, how funny is it when you started – how long have you been on the job now? Three years. Three years. So when you started, we were going through the debacle of people, like, of driving through parking gates, right? Like, that was yeah. kind of the, the height of – and then when you started, did, was your first decision taking taking the gates off for a while? 
one of the first decisions, they took the gates off uh, prior to my arrival. Okay. And then what we did after that is on weekends we lifted the gates because it was free on weekends anyway. So on Friday nights the gates just went up. And so that was kind of the, the precursor to getting rid of the gates. Okay, so when you started the gates were up. But you've, like uh, it wasn't long before you had the gates down again during the week. Correct. Okay, and then and then you you realize that the uh, the machines that were you know holding the gates so to speak were malfunctioning too often. They had issues between the gates and people not wanting to pay, and there was a whole there was a whole bunch of things that people were doing that affected those gates. That you know, and then once they were had gotten a bad reputation, it was just time to move on. Yeah, it was just too many, multiple headaches, people crashing through them, uh, maybe the gates, the system malfunctioning. I know I know, we've had a couple of times where we're trying to park and, you know, we're hitting the button and the gate's not going up, we're paying. Right. Um, and, uh, so how many problems have you had with the machines that are in the downtown ramps now? Um, occasionally there's a connectivity issue, not very often. We've had a couple instances where the software company had issues. Um, those normally, the, the last one lasted, I think, three days. Um, and so we just put everything out of order and wait for them to tell us everything goes back online. Okay. Um, and and that was just a couple of weeks ago, right? That was just a couple of weeks ago, correct. Oh, and then what did you guys do with the old parking system, the, the gates? What did you guys do with all that stuff? We sold... Uh, the University of Minnesota bought a whole bunch of it. Okay. Did you laugh at them as they were put, put loading it in trucks? No, he was tickled pink to have it because that's what they use. Oh, really? Okay, so they have the same system there. They have the same system. Any word on uh, w- whether that stuff's going good for them? I ran into one of the gentlemen from their parking at a conference, and he said uh, everything he bought from us worked great. Okay. They well, use some of it for just for parts, so... Yeah, yeah, they were tickled pink to have to get. Well, you, did you tell them they were all they were they were all diseased and virus and didn't work? <laughs> uh, and then you know, obviously, I think this pilot program is probably going to take up. You know, what is it going to be? Is it going to be a year? Yes. Um, do you do you foresee that taking up most of your time, or do you have other things uh, on the docket that that maybe uh, parking wise in the city or, or downtown or anything? Well, I don't. I don't foresee it taking up a ton of my time. No, no more or less than everything else does. Um, you know, we continue every day to try to keep the ramps clean and operating smoothly for everybody to use. Um, the enforcement guys do their best to keep, you know, people obeying the laws out on the streets. So, uh, no, I don't foresee it taking up any more of my time than anything else does. Now, have you talked to the like the parking police, the guys in the jeeps? Since we've changed over from them having to use, maybe their arms have been getting tired from the chalk lines they had to use to draw on the tires, um, to the new system, has that been pretty smooth too? They um, love the new LPR system, the cameras. They're, they It helps their enforcement. Yeah, the ease of enforcement with it is, is really great. Um, no, I they, they really enjoy it. Okay. And then um, I, I should have... I should have maybe maybe do you have any numbers like has has the uh, you know that that changing over from chalk to to the camera system has that increased the the revenue of, of parking? It has increased the number of citations we've written. 
Right, because it's easier, right? Like it's just the, they just have to drive by they now, right? Drive by. As right. opposed to, because I just go out there and rub the chalk off my tires. What I used to. Right. No, I'm just kidding. I don't. I didn't even know how that worked. I don't know if that would have worked. But we also, in the last, you know, six months, have created. Um, everybody gets a warning on their night parking and their overtime parking. So once a year, everybody gets a freebie. Okay. So that also that was all part of the changing the system over. You know, we increased the citations from 10 to 15, um, but we gave everybody a freebie so everybody can make a mistake. Yeah, I've gotten I've uh, I've used You've my used dad's car and gotten a freebie. <laughs> I've had my car and gotten a freebie, and now I'm driving my truck so that uh, in case See? I need to, one more yeah. freebie. There's $45 you owe us. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. When you, well, tell, when you see Mitch tell him to take the three dollars, he says I owe him off. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so it's forty-two. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, all right. Did I did I miss anything with the pilot program? Because that's kind of what I, I had you on for. Nope. I anticipated you know the next four to five weeks. Uh, when it happens, we'll do you know the Facebook through the police department, um, and we'll we'll have it go out to the media. You know, we'll contact TC and UWL so they know it's starting. Um, We'll, we'll make a big blast so everybody knows it's good. Are you anticipating uh, torches and pitchforks from UWL and WTC students? I don't because I think in their heart of hearts they they knew this was coming. And so, you know, get on board and, and we'll it's a, that's why it's a test program. We'll see how it goes. Um, if it's if it runs awesome, that'll be great. Who knows? Okay. That's why, we're, that's why we're piloting it, and we're—I think it's going to be great. But we're going to see once, you know, once the rubber hits the road. Sure. Yeah. And if 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 you have to, you could scrap it in a year. Right. Okay. Right. All right. That was Jim Flotmeyer. Thanks a lot, Jim. You bet. Anytime. All right. Bye. Bye. Well, not anytime, but almost anytime. <laughs> Jim Flotmeyer with uh, our own Rick Solom. Uh Thank you very much, Jim Flotmeyer. By the way, uh, not condescending. You just misunderstand. Jim Flotmeyer is one of the most honest people most regular guys I know, certainly that works in politics. There's uh, not a lot of them, but uh, he's he's really an honest guy, so not. Uh, it does appear to be a money grab. I he, It's not a matter of Flotmeyer being unapologetic. He's just in charge of implementing this. People higher up the ladder say, here's the program, make it work, and uh, he's not allowed to say, in my opinion, because that's not his job. So is it a money grab? I don't know. I we got to take care of some business here. But think about this, and then I'd love your phone calls uh, in just a couple of minutes. The question is, will this program that you just heard outlined by Jim Flotmeyer, who will be managing this program, going to move cars from out in front of residents' homes because they're parked there all day long? That's the issue that this program is supposed to fix. Will it? Hey, Call me, let's talk. It's Lacrosse Talk PM. News Talk 1410 AM, 923 FM online at wizmnews.com and right there on Facebook Live. I'm Mike Hayes with Rick Solom in the studio this afternoon, parking the issue. We just wrapped up a, a really interesting, I think, full, full gamut. I think all the questions, or most of the questions we had, were answered by Jim Flotmeyer. You got any of your own questions or thoughts on the uh, the parking project? Uh, that's they're just going to refer to it as the project. Is that right? It's a pilot. A pilot. A one year pilot, pilot program. Not the project. 
the pilot. When we'll know what that is. The uh, it's kind of like all English. We're going to call it a pilot thing when it's dealing with parking. When we should call it like a driver, right? Like the driver program or something. Well, I don't know. A pilot seems to be. I don't know. If you're a pilot or a driver, which is more important? The cargo goes in ships, and shipments go in cars. Like, what are we doing? A car- who are, you, who are you, Gallagher? You <laughs> yeah, I'm over doing Gallagher. Gallagher. He's coming to town yeah, pretty soon. Yeah, he is, apparently. Uh, he must have known you were still working here. All right, let's tell you what. Let's go to the phones. Mary, good afternoon. What's on your mind? Calling in about the parking. I was listening to Mr. Flatmeyer. He was very informative. Um, my, my thought is for the people that live by the university that have complained about cars in front of their homes, I don't understand how they think that's going to solve anything. If they come and pay to park there and can let them there for four hours and then if they need to for another four hours, um, the cars are still there. Right. The city's making its money, but the cars are still there. Mary, you and me are right. So my thought is I think the university needs to step up and build another ramp. If they started that tomorrow, it would be three years. Well. And they don't, you can't just call, you, you can't just call Joe Gao, uh, the mayor can't, and say, hey, you've got to build a new ramp and get to it right away. Cause Gao's well, the get other thing you could do Madison. is to say, that I mean, Gunderson did this when I worked there. There were a lot of people that used to park in front of these homes that are over more near the Founders Building in the East Building. And up and down the streets, and now they've got parking signs and things there. I used to always just park on the lots that the hospital provides for us. But the hospital has told people, you know, we need to be good neighbors and not do that. Right. And maybe the university needs to step up and say, we need to be good neighbors. Well, they, and did, they did build a big ramp. That's got they did be, build a big ramp because my son parks there most of well, the time. There you go. So Sometimes it's not the most convenient for him, depending on which buildings he has to get to back and uh, forth fast. That's, he's, he's but um, he says he just doesn't worry about anything then, you know. Yeah. The other thing I know some universities do is freshmen and sophomores do not drive cars to school if they want to bring a bike along with them or something like this or they're living within walking distance that should resolve some of those uh problems but um i don't blame the people for being upset i mean i know they live near a university but um when you're looking at a house perhaps you don't realize what you're getting into depending on when you go to look at it you know and buy it and then school starts and you have that um That's just my thought. I mean, to me, the city's going to make some money, but the cars are still there. (laughs) Yeah, Mary, you're you're catching up to uh, the rest of us uh, because I have had that exact same thought for a a very long time. I do not see how this pilot program is going to do anything but make money for the city. I do not see how this pilot program is going to move cars from in front of my house. They are parked there all day. Please make them move. Okay, so what we've done here is make these four cars that park in front of your house move every four hours. It's a new set of four cars that park in front of your house. And now they have to pay a dollar an hour to do that. Well, that, uh, that uh, I don't get that. I, I don't get that at all. 785-7914, the phone number. 
It's Lacrosse Talk PM. Eric, good afternoon. What's on your mind, bud? I got a question about this parking stuff. A few years back, it was, it was maybe four or five years ago, maybe. You see, this app was going to play in the lacrosse center, and I called on because I wanted to buy a ticket because it was one of my favorite bands. And I called him and I says, can you guarantee that I can uh, find a place to park down there when they come down here? He goes, well, I guess I cannot. And I says, well, do I pay $75 for a ticket, drive all the way down there, drive all over hell down there, try to take a parking ticket, place to park, and I can't park. I'm out. I, I can't leave my car on the street because they take it and throw it away and uh, the the band losing money the city losing money and yeah it's a bummer no doubt about it I can hear the frustration in your voice Eric I can hear the frustration in your voice that's just crazy and it's too bad especially when you drive all over the place to try and find a place to park and you can't maybe this parking experiment will move those cars and every four hours you can Go drive around and find a new place to park. Maybe, fingers crossed. Back to the phones in a minute. It's Lacrosse Talk PM on News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM, online at WIZMnews.com and on Facebook Live. I'm Mike Hayes in with uh, Rick Solom. A dollar an hour may not be enough to stop the cars. Uh, Phil, I don't think it's going to stop anybody. I, I don't think even though students said over and over, we're poor, we don't have any money, we certainly don't have, uh, that's going to be maybe $7 a day uh, that I, that's going to cost me because I'm on campus for seven hours a day, probably not every single day, but uh, I'll be on campus for those hours, and I got to pay a dollar an hour to park, and uh, and that's horrible. Because I and that's horrible. That's horrible. Uh, college football games—they're four hours. Oh, you yeah, got, you there are get there early, plenty of glitches. You know that I foresee plenty of glitches. I'm doing all this now. Wait until they like, start oh, giving tickets asked, to alumni. I should have asked Paul Meyer about college football games, but I didn't think of it until yeah. just now. Wait till the city starts giving tickets to. Contributing alumni. When Mr. Bucks gets a ticket when he comes to see a football game, gets two tickets because he gets that first freebie. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that's oh man, that really that made me unhappy to hear that, that when he said everybody gets a freebie because I got my ticket and and I am pretty sure that the parking guys, I you know those sneaky boogers. They're probably nice guys, and I probably wouldn't mind living next door to them as a neighbor. But as a job, you're a wiener. Uh, because you drive by my car that's parked right there every single day, Monday through Friday. It's right there. Every single day, Monday through Friday, a couple hours later, it's over here. I, got, I have had three tickets since the downtown parking stuff took effect. The first two tickets that I got right away, one was like almost immediately for, I was parked for a ten, a, a two, two and a half minutes over the limit. Two and a half minutes over the limit. The second ticket I got, which was within a period, a short period of time, which made the ticket, I had to pay a lot more in the second ticket, was 13 minutes over the time. 13. And I, I hear you. 
13 minutes is 13 minutes, Hayes. How long are you supposed to get a grace period? 15 minutes? Well, yeah, I would, I guess, I would give uh, uh, maybe 10 minutes. So I would have only gotten one of those tickets. I got a ticket. Yes, I didn't get a ticket. I got my freebie yesterday, 12 minutes over. Those guys aren't driving by 60 minutes later. So No, no, they drove by at 8 o'clock or 8.01. My, my license plate was tagged at 8.01. Yeah. And then it was tagged again at uh, 10, 10.07. I don't have the ticket in front of me. 10.07, 10.08. Something like that. What time does it start? It starts at 8? The two-hour parking starts at 8? I thought, yeah, it must, because okay. it's always flagged at 8 o'clock. Okay. I thought it was 6, but you could be right. Well, maybe they just give me the first two hours for free, because uh, my, my license plate was tagged from 8.01, and then they went by uh, you know, two hours and 12 minutes later and, and gave me my one freebie. And those tickets are not inexpensive. And if you get, I don't know what the... 20 bucks. Well, but if you get another a second ticket... Right away, like next week or the week after, or some short period of time, it's more. Yeah, they move, they they jump up. I don't remember exactly. They jump up a bunch. I don't either, but I can tell you this: it was enough for me to say what. I was I was angry, and I called because I I want I needed some explanation, and I had to explain to the young lady that answered the phone, who was a very nice person. I said I I'm I'm angry. So please understand, I am not angry at you. I am angry toward you because you answered the phone. It has nothing to do with you, but what the heck? And she explained it, and she said, I, you know, I, you're not the only one who's called and said anything about this, if, that's hel- if that helps at all. And I said, doesn't help me one single bit. I think it stinks. Thank you very much for the explanation. I hope you have a nice day. Well, it's funny they're doing the boots now too. So we get a bunch yeah. of parking tickets. They're gonna boot your car and yeah. tow it. Yeah, yeah. Parking piracy, whatever that that dipstick wrote on his own van. Yeah, oh, dork. I, I'm sorry. I have zero zero sympathy for that twit. So if you get five parking tickets, then if the city catches you, you're gonna get the boot. But what happens if you get the fifth, right? Yeah. You don't get the boot. So maybe the the sixth time they're gonna get you if you're out there and you already have five. Well, why don't I just go and pay one of those parking tickets so I'm down to four and then just keep it rolling. Just keep it at four so you never can get the boot. That would be that, you know, the city would probably be okay with that. If you never went over four tickets, you always kept your maximum unpaid ticket level at four and you were still a a parking scofflaw and you still parked illegally all the time and you still got all kinds of tickets but you paid one of them off regularly, I'm pretty sure the city would not be hugely upset with you gaming the system uh, like that, as opposed to simply paying, you know, you've got four tickets, for gosh sakes, pay them off. You kind of get like four freebies is what you're getting. <laughs> no, you get four freebies until you get the boot. But once you get nabbed, then there's nothing free. And those aren't freebies. That's just you haven't gotten the boot yet. You still owe the whatever money. And the idea that people are upset about, like, oh, I can't believe you're going to tow your car and boot it. Well, like, you have five parking tickets. Like, what are you doing? Like, that's yeah. just how it is. Like, that's how yeah. it is everywhere. Yeah, what do you, yeah, exactly. What do you mean they're going to do it? What do you mean I can't break the law regularly and they and not, and not get away with it? I mean, just go park well, in Hoka. Up. Hoka, I don't think they do that in Hoka. Pay your parking. Them. Pay for parking. If you don't like it, I get it. But breaking the arms or vandalizing the machine is not going to do anything but make the paid-for-parking thing more expensive. Or spray-painting your own car. That's not going to do it. That's really. That's either. just really stupid. Hello, <laughs> world. I'm ignorant, and here's my van. 
The only thing he didn't do was include his license plate number, so we could all send him notes. What a doofus. I mean, at least put R on there or something. something. If you're going to do a pirate pun, then like yeah. make it What do you pun. mean I can't drive my van after I haven't paid parking tickets forever? You what know, do you mean like, I won't return the phone calls from the police that sent me registered letters that so they know I've received them? Come knock on my door. Even though they can hear me running around in my house, uh, they've made pl- lots and lots of attempts to talk to me, and I don't want to talk to them. I just don't want to pay the tickets. Then they booted my car. Those people are horrible. And, it, and it's five tickets you get to boot. The sixth ticket you walked a plank. I don't know if you knew that. The I sixth not. one, yeah. That's that's pretty serious. Uh, right out right on Riverside Park yeah. they make you walk the plank. Yeah, they start selling those cars that have been uh, booted and taken down to impound. Wait till they you know you sell bicycles. Oh man, I saw a guy on an electric unicycle t- yesterday. <laughs> electric unicycle. I swear to God, on the sidewalk, uh, over by uh, over by uh, campus. It was so cool. Had a fender on it. And the okay, kid was riding it, leaning forward, and just cruising along. And he came up to the intersection and stopped. Unicycle stopped, waiting. It's got, it's got a little motor on it. Yeah, because he no pedals. How fast can you go on those? Oh, I don't know. He was on the sidewalk, so he wasn't trying to go fast. Oh, I know. I'm just trying to not I'm just have curious. to walk. I have all kinds of questions. Yeah. He should have ran him down and got his number. It was really cool. <laughs> I, I was heck. If, he was probably able to drive faster than me. So yeah. So I don't know. What do you think, Parky? You, you heard you heard uh, uh, Jim Flatmeyer uh, speaking with Rick Solom earlier. Explain the whole system. Now do you feel better about it, or now do you feel worse about it? I'm just curious. Seven eight five seven nine one four. Call me. Well, what was that? Oh, this song. CD players. So tape ducks, tape decks, so much more reliable. I apologize so far. I apologize to Santana fans for that glitchy uh, Santana. I know. I know. We got a text earlier that said, "Did we get fifty cents on the dollar for those parking oh, gates gate sell to the University, University of Minnesota. Minnesota?" And that was that's another one of those like, "Oh yeah, I didn't ask him how much. I don't think I did. I don't remember. I don't think I, don't I asked him how much we got." Yeah. I don't know. Isn't that the going rate? Fifty percent. No, fifty cents well, on the dollar, forty cents. Forty cents. So four hundred fifty thousand. Forty cents if you come and get them. Fifty cents and we'll ship them to you. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I know that the overall price for those were four hundred fifty thousand dollars. That that must have included everything. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure we didn't get two hundred twenty thousand dollars for those things. Yeah, I'll, I'll bet you're right. Yeah. But any's better than zip. Especially when the gates were all cedar because they change all the gates because oh, people yeah. kept crashing into them. Well, and breaking them. They had videos of. Idiots actually breaking. I mean, that was and that's so some of the funnest things that happened in the city was was the, the the ways that people would break them. Not only just people driving through them, is like the one guy got mad at one of the gates as he well, was walking only, by it, and then he just had a fight with it, fell yeah. in the back of his head. The only time I think that's funny is when we also get followed up with, and here's the fine, he, and here he is in court. This is a hilarious video of a drunk guy doing uh, $2,000 worth of damage. Isn't that hilarious? Yeah. We haven't caught him yet. Then it's not a hilarious. As soon as you catch him, then it's hilarious. Hey, let's do this again.